Hello, y'all. Welcome to the NFL Heads Podcast. Today, I'm here. My name is Josh Shipp, and I'm here with Sid Caliani. We're going to be going over the week two games and our picks for the games. So, starting out, we've got Thursday Night Football. It's going to be the New York Giants versus the Washington football team. Now, last week, the Washington football team did lose their starter, Ryan Fitzpatrick, to an injury that's going to put him on IR. So, Sid, what do you think of this matchup between Washington and New York, with Washington having Taylor Heineke as their starter? Well, we saw Taylor Heineke play last year in the wildcard matchup against the Buccaneers, and he didn't play that bad at all. So I expect him to have a similar outcome today, and I do believe that the Washington defense will be able to shut down that New York offense because I don't believe anyone else on that offense besides Saquon will be able to help them. Well, even Saquon is being marked as questionable for this game, um, and he had, I mean, he rushed for 2.5 yards per carry last game, so there's no telling how long it's going to take him to come back from injury. There's no telling how long it's going to take Daniel Jones to progress in this new Joe Judge offense or to link with either Sterling Shepard or Darius Slayton or whoever on that team. So Washington should pull out this win, but I think it's going to be a little close once Taylor Heineke starts to not be the man we all think he is and become the backup that we know he is. Definitely agree on that. So next up, we've got the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now the Raiders actually pulled out a very surprising overtime win over the Ravens yesterday. So the question is, should we get excited about this Raiders team post-hype beating a Steelers team that just, like, skimmed over the Bills? Or are the Pittsburgh Steelers going to do what they've continually done and just kind of beat these almost elite teams? I think that the Raiders will pull out the win here just because of how clutch they came in against the Ravens and how Derek Carr seemed to elevate the people around him, whereas in the past he's just kind of been a game manager. But, Sid, what do you think? Generally, um, I believe that the two offenses are similar, so I think it's going to come down to the defense. And that Steelers defense, I believe, is going to be able to shut down Derek Carr because the Ravens' defense wasn't up to it last night. Well, yeah. I mean, they had some good players. They had Chuck Clark. They had their front seven that was doing their stuff. But at the end, you were just seeing that defense get smoked by Darren Waller. They let that big, big play up to – what's his name? I think it was Brian Edwards at the end of the game. I do believe it was Brian Edwards. And also without Marcus Peters – Oh, with Marcus Peters out for the season, that's a big, big hit to their secondary. That's Yeah, that's huge for them. I mean, Jimmy Smith is good, but, but he's, he's, not he's old and he's no Marcus Peters. Yeah. All right, moving on, we've got San Francisco-Philadelphia. I think this might be the most interesting matchup of Week 2, just because both of these teams, to me, were kind of surprise winners of last week. I mean... I did think Philadelphia was going to win against Atlanta, but not 38-6. to I'm, I'm sure you probably agree with that. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a closer matchup. I mean, both these teams were – their offense was just clicking on basically almost every drive. This is going to – I think this is going to have to come down to the defense, which defense is going to shut down the offense. And Philadelphia did prove that their defense is worthy last year. Their week. defense is very As worthy. As much as that means against Atlanta. Yeah. That's, I guess that would be the most important thing is to, they, they did play Atlanta. So yeah. um, I, I expect, though, I, I'm going 49ers on this one because I expect the 49ers defense 
to be revamped from all the injuries last year, and I do believe they're going to be able to shut down Jalen Hurts. And I agree. I'm also going with 49ers. Um, I am pleasantly surprised with how well Kyle Shanahan has been able to pull together this team after so many players coming back from injury. I did think it was funny that the 49ers had their random 100-yard rusher today with Eli Mitchell going over 100 yards. So that was fun to watch as always. Next up, we've got the Houston Texans versus the Cleveland Browns. Now, Cleveland did Cleveland things last week. Definitely. No <laughs> hate to was, Cleveland fans. Well, but in all fairness, they were embarrassing Kansas City for a good half of that game. That was. And that was really impressive by Cleveland. So they're going to be facing the Houston Texans today, who also surprised by actually putting up 37 points against the Jaguars and having a very decent-looking Tyrod Taylor. Certainly not a Deshaun Watson, but Tyrod can do his stuff, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, though I do believe the Cleveland Browns are going to pull out this one because the Texans are not the Chiefs. Their offense is not that good up to that level of the Chiefs, and I do believe that for all four quarters this time, the Chiefs' defense will actually be there and stop the Texans' offense. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't it be the most Browns thing ever for them to lose this game, though? That, that and, would be the most Browns to get, Yeah, to get destroyed in this game. I don't think it's going to happen. I do think Cleveland is going to win in this game because I don't think these are the Browns that we know. But They did know, show some good moments last week against the Chiefs. They did. They really did. Three yeah. quarters of good moments. Yeah. That was a really fun game. Definitely. Next, we've got Denver Broncos versus Jacksonville Jaguars. Whenever this uh, game comes around on Sunday, I will be watching a different game. So, uh, of course you will. Um, I do have Denver in this one just because Trevor Lawrence was very, very rusty last week, throwing three interceptions against three touchdowns um, and losing 37-21 to Houston of all teams. I mean... When you're throwing three interceptions against the Houston Texans, I know it's your first game, but that's a problem. That's, that's, that's a very unexpected of Trevor Lawrence, and it was his first regular season loss in his playing career for a professional college and high school. So that's wow. I expect more losses from him, but I do believe he's going to rebound and try to shorten the amount of interceptions, but I, the Broncos' defense is definitely better. Vaughn than, Miller stepped up in a big spot. Definitely. Um, they still have Justin Simmons, Bradley, Chubb. That entire defense is so much better than the Texans. So I do believe I'm picking the Broncos on this one to shut down Trevor Lawrence again. Tell me, what did you think of Teddy Bridgewater last week? Teddy Bridgewater did not look that bad. I, I know there are a lot of people that said they wanted Drew Locke because he has more potential. But Teddy Bridgewater has, al- has always been that type of guy. He's, o- he's shown himself to be the number one quarterback it's just that he's had a lot of injuries and i'm really happy they decided to start teddy bridgewater because i do believe he is better than drew lock and if if the broncos really wanted to go with drew lock i hope they have fun throwing four interceptions every game definitely um drew lock may be the future starter but right now they need some yeah they need a different person all right, next up, New Orleans Saints versus the Carolina Panthers. This one was the second easiest pick for me after New Orleans destroyed the Green Bay Packers 38-2. Jameis Winston threw five touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers threw no touchdowns and two interceptions. And Carolina narrowly beats the New York Jets. So, I was a little skeptical when choosing this one because it didn't seem like Aaron Rodgers was trying that much, but... I am going 
with the New Orleans Saints on this one because Jameis James Winston showed up. Yeah, what that, was that? <laughs> that man, I've never seen him play like that before. Why couldn't he do that with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin? Uh, we don't talk about it. Those are different times, but... <laughs> He's shown that, I think, last year, being behind Drew Brees, he was able to clear his head and think better, and he's making better decisions and not throwing four interceptions a game. Well, I do think he is going to come down to earth because I think if Bruce Arians couldn't fix him, then Sean Payton certainly can't. But for this game against this Carolina defense, I think it's going to be easy. I think it's going to be something similar to the Packers game last week. That's, that's a fair assessment. Next up, we have got the Rams and the Colts. Now, Los Angeles played in primetime last week against the Bears, which was a really fun game to watch. Had yeah. lots of big plays yeah, from Matthew Stafford. Favorite game that week. And the Colts um, had a more boring game. Definitely. Where they didn't really do that much, and the Seahawks just kind of walked all over them. Okay. I have the Rams in this game in a landslide win. I think Matthew Stafford looked really good last week. I thought... Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Tyler Higby, all were making excellent plays. We're getting back to that Rams offense of 2018, possibly with some of the strong defense of the 2020 Rams, if not the number one defense. Definitely. I know in Detroit people would say Matthew Stafford was a bad quarterback, but he was never a bad quarterback. His weapons around him were no. not that good. But with all with all the weapons here in Los Angeles, he's he's proved he, he's showing everyone he's that number one guy and that game was really fun to watch. It was. He seemed to have a lot more fun than when he was in Detroit. He seems to be in his natural habitat. So I, I do have the Rams in this matchup by a landslide as well. All right, next up, you've got the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. What happened with the Bills last week? I expected Josh Allen to do way better than he did, coming off that amazing uh, performance he put up last year, but I don't know. I, I, I just don't know what happened. I was expecting it to be like 46-13 Bills last week. Exactly, I was so yeah. surprised when yeah. there was no scoring throughout the whole game and then the Steelers went up it was just it was really weird definitely this is not something we expected from Josh Allen and that Bills offense that being said this is week one and now we're moving into week two so like it's important to not get caught up in week one bias yeah so I do believe they're gonna learn and they're gonna put up more points and oh definitely do better this week I I do have the Bills against the Dolphins this week. I mean, Tua barely won that matchup against Mac Jones last week. Well, I mean, that's technically true, yes, but I think Tua is performing a lot better than people give him credit. Yeah, Tua, Tua, it may, it, the numbers may not seem like it, but Tua is definitely doing better than last year, but I, I just don't see him doing that well against this Bills defense. That's fair. Um, I do think the Bills' defense can get a little bit overhyped, but it should be easy against this Dolphins' offense yeah. to stop lots of points and against this Dolphins' defense to score a lot of points. I do trust the Bills here, but if they lose, then I'm going to stop trusting the Bills for yeah, a long time. Definitely. Next up, we've got New England Patriots versus New York Jets. I think this is a really sneaky matchup yeah. for the Patriots. I think the Jets could come around and Zach Wilson could really start connecting with his receivers and score some big points on the Patriots because if you look last week, all of Zach Wilson's missed throws were 
receiver drops, throws out of pressure. I mean, he was getting swallowed up, and that offensive line was not helping him out at all. He did have a couple really bad throws, including a deep interception. But, I mean, we sh- the, the Jets should be able to iron those out for week two. Definitely. At least two to a degree. One really, really low point on the Jets as well was wide receiver Elijah Moore. He had about two or three drops in this game, yeah. if not a little more. This matchup was like a 50-50 coin toss for me. I You could go either way on this. But I'm picking the New England Patriots because I do trust the New England defense to shut down Zach Wilson this week. And I I do believe Mac Jones, he didn't look that bad last week. He only had one touchdown, but he, he, he played pretty good. Uh, I, I believe he's going to get better. And I, I, I'm making a wild assumption here. I'm saying he's throwing three touchdowns this week. Mm. Mm. Anything's anything's possible against the Jets defense. Yeah, that seems like a bit of a stretch, but I do believe he's going to be able to pull it out. I'm thinking this game's going to be more like 14-13 territory. Um, I do still think the Patriots will win, but I would not be at all surprised if the Jets won. Yeah, definitely. So coming up next, we've got the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Chicago Bears. A lot of people were surprised about the Bengals' surprise win against the Vikings last week. I actually really wasn't i think the vikings aren't a good football team so i do have the bears because i don't know how much stock i'm putting in a Bengals win against the minnesota vikings um i mean cincinnati Bengals offense didn't look that bad their defense for me was probably the only thing that seemed a bit iffy but it's really good to see have joe burrow back um Against the Chicago's Bears defense, they, uh, I don't know what to say. They just didn't look like themselves. Yeah. Um, I mean, this game will definitely be close, obviously. I do think we'll see a lot more out of Joe Burrow this week than we normally do. Definitely. Um, I do think he's going to rise to that top 10, top 5 yeah. quarterback in 2020. Yeah. Or definitely. 2021, rather, excuse yeah. me. All right, next up, we've got the Atlanta Falcons and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Sid, how many points are the Buccaneers going to win by? Uh, I want to be reasonable, so I'm going to say 21. Mm. Three touchdowns. I don't want to be re- – well, no, I do want to be reasonable, so I'm going to say 38. All right, let's see. I think that just as bad as this Falcons defense was and has always been – the offense was just as bad. Especially without Julio Jones now. Oh, absolutely. That loss hurts. I mean, their running, their running game is just non-existent with Mike Davis and Cordero Patterson. Their receiving options are really not there. Calvin Ridley is, of course, an amazing talent, but Kyle Pitts did nothing in this game. Russell Gage is their number two, and he's just kind of a just a guy. Yeah. Um, so this is going to be a really, really rough game I for mean, Atlanta. Brady. I'm thinking Matt Ryan, like, maybe one touchdown and three picks. Uh, Brady did give us a heart attack last week against that matchup against Dallas, but I don't believe he's going to give us one this week. I do believe it's going to be a blowout. Well, I don't I don't know that Brady did give a heart attack because as soon as I saw any time on the clock last week in the fourth quarter and Brady with the ball, I was like, oh, it's over. Yeah, They're done. I, I They're shouldn't. done. <laughs> like when you give Brady time, you're, <laughs> that's a bad thing. Yeah. All right. Next up, we've got the Minnesota Vikings and the Arizona Cardinals. This should be the easiest win that the Arizona Cardinals are going to get. Obviously, that's an exaggeration, but 
I'm you're not wrong. A blowout territory for the Cardinals. I mean, Kirk Cousins is a checkdown machine, and the Cardinals defense just really showed some good stuff Chandler last week. Chandler Jones had five sacks last five week. Five sacks. They were all double teaming JJ Watt, and that just left Chandler Jones to go ham on the Tennessee offense. Yeah, never forget about Chandler Jones. Yeah. I mean, I, when you can contain Derrick Henry in a game that, and get five sacks. Your defense did something. That's, I mean, it's ridiculous. Also, Kyler Murray, ooh. Ooh, the early MVP pick? <laughs> uh, way too early, definitely. But but that man, he's an actual cheat code, I'm saying. it. Yeah. He, he looked like you were playing Madden, and then you were just running around that entire defense, and he made on incredible throw, so I believe he's going to have a similar outcome this week. Uh, yeah, I do as well. Um, I'm thinking actually a similar blowout territory to Falcons Bucks, Definitely. maybe a little less aggressive than a 38 point loss, but, but something in that range. Yeah, no, it's gonna, it's not gonna be close. Yeah. Next up, we've got Titans Seahawks. I don't know why the Titans were so bad, other than the Cardinals' defense because Ryan Tannehill has been really accurate in the past and has connected really well with A.J. Brown, and Derrick Henry has been Derrick Henry in the past. I don't know where he went, but I think this should be an easy win for the Seahawks, and I'm not going to go for the Titans again until I can see that they fixed whatever problem they had in week one. I mean, I was thinking that there would be some communication um, error for them because I thought... Julio Jones was going to have like a struggle game. I expected that, but I didn't have I didn't think he'd have that much of a bad game. And the rest of the Titans offense just looked really really abysmal. Ab- abysmal. And that Seahawks on the other hand, the Seahawks offense, Russell Wilson throwing four touchdowns. I I know it's against the Colts offense, but Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett that duo is insane. Well, last year the Colts defense was nothing to be taken lightly to. Yeah. So yeah. But, I mean, this is just Russ doing Russ things. I yeah. mean, he'll have another few games where he throws four touchdowns. He'll have some where he throws one and throws for, like, 120 yards. Well, he'll have a couple where he throws three interceptions. This is Russ doing Russ things. Yeah. Um, I assume they'll just do what they always do, win 11 games, lose in the divisional round of the playoffs. Because <laughs> they look like that team again. Yeah. All right, next up we got the Cowboys and the Chargers. Last week the Cowboys really did not disappoint. They told us Dak is back. They Dak told us back. that Zeke is not back. They told us <laughs> that Amari Cooper is definitely back and that this defense is not a unit to be messed with lightly. Yes, even though they did give up 31 points, it is to the Bucks' offense. They did show some bright spots. I definitely do think it's a it's better than last year. Dak, even though he, he came off from that injury, he was looking amazing. Oh, Dak was lighting up that defense. That yeah. was... I mean, over 400 yards, four touchdowns against only one pick, and even that pick was not on Dak. Um, a couple really nasty drops happened by CeeDee Lamb in yeah, the first little bit, but definitely. those were fixed up pretty quick. Yeah. I'm not too worried about that. Um, I do think the Chargers will put up a fight, but I don't think their offense is at the level to beat the Cowboys, and so for that reason, I am picking the Cowboys decisively. Uh, for me, it all comes down to Zeke. What does Zeke do? Is he having the same type of game he had last week? If, it, if that is true, then that's going to be a really close matchup. If he has 100-plus yards and a couple of touchdowns, then that, that's Cowboys by a lot. But for me, it's whatever Zeke does. But I still think the Cowboys are going to win, even if Zeke does have a bit of a bad game, because I do think Dak is going to help him. Yeah. 
I mean, if Dak does what he does did last week against Tampa's defense, this should be no problem. Yeah. So we're on our we're getting there. We're on our last two games, and this one's gonna be an easy one to pick. It was my easiest game to pick. We got the Chiefs versus the Ravens, and what what reason do the Chiefs have to lose this game? Um, I don't think they do have a reason. The Baltimore Ravens are suffering with a lot of injuries. I do believe this is going to be a bit of a walkthrough for them. Of course, it doesn't matter. Apparently, they were down 22, 12 points at half, and they still somehow managed to do it. And it's like, oh, why did I even bet against the Chiefs? But Well, you didn't bet. I, did, I didn't bet, but I was, I was counting out the Chiefs, and, I, and then after the game, I was like, hmm. I should never do that. Yeah. You can't cut out can't cut out Patty Mahomes in that offense. Absolutely I, cannot. Yeah. I mean the It's ball, like they're doing it just to play with everyone yeah. this time. It's just they're toying with people. They're like, we're gonna give you a lead and then we're gonna win. So yeah, uh, I do have Chiefs by a landslide on that one. And same same for me as well. Chiefs are gonna win in a landslide. Mahomes probably throws what, three touchdowns. Yeah, sounds yeah. about right. Alright, our last game, our Monday night game. And probably our most horrible primetime game Definitely. is Lions-Packers, especially with what happened to the Packers last week. Rodgers threw no touchdowns, two interceptions, had a really poor game. Jordan Love even came in towards the end um, and didn't throw two interceptions, which I actually found surprising because I don't think Jordan Love is going to be successful. But what do you think of this game? It seemed like what happened in the offseason with Rodgers is seemed to have affecting him he just didn't seem like he was caring that much wow. I mean he, if he is trying he's not throwing two interceptions in that game that man is one of the most careful quarterbacks when it comes to interceptions and it just I, I don't know I just didn't see that in him I don't like that people are saying that Rodgers didn't care because I think that's really hard for professional athletes to do in a game. Yeah. But of I obviously agree. obviously Rodgers was rusty. Yeah. I don't think he was rusty enough to warrant a Lions win this week, which shows true. you how much faith I don't have in the Lions. But um, they did look stout, and they came back th- – they almost came back against the Niners from a 41-33 or no – 41-17 deficit. They almost came back all the way. They couldn't get it on that last drive. But it'll probably be close, but the Packers should the get Packers this one easily. I have Packers in this one also. I do believe he, Aaron Rodgers is going to come back. Aaron, I do believe Aaron Joseph is going to have a good game. And with Jeff Okuda being out for this season, that pass defense is going to be a little bit stifled. That doesn't change much, though. Jeff Okuda did, I mean... He was bad last year. Yeah, I could, say, but I had big hopes for him this year, and yeah. now we don't get to see that. Unfortunately, did you? What did you think of Penny Sewell? I didn't think he was that bad. I do believe there were some iffy moments, but I did not believe he was that bad. All right, I do think that Jared Goff played a lot better than people are yeah. giving credit. Are, he's definitely doing better than people. What people are saying. I don't really know why he's getting ranked in the mid-20s in QB indexes. He's been a little more than a game manager in the past, and he was definitely more than a game ma- manager last game. Yeah. But that it remains to be seen what exactly he can do yeah. down the final stretch. Definitely. All right, so that's going to be it for our Week 2 picks. Thanks for listening, y'all. And we will be back next week to review all the Week 3 games. So this is Josh Shipman and Sid Caliani saying goodbye. See you later.